Are you organized? Transient amnesia and my perfect retirement activity with Stu. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. on a full-blown musical to I do that every <laughs> time you do the t- the talk in every single time you do the talk in intro I give you massive massive pantomime props. but I'm too busy reading and, well uh, maybe I forgot that you're not actually looking at screen because you're looking at the wordies that you're reading right I want to do something professionally and my intro was okay. it and right. that's if that's all you got that's that's <laughs> everything what are you talking about that's everything <laughs> That is everything. Hi, Amy. How are you this week? (sighs) Hello, Tootsie. Having a couple of breakdowns, but we're just going to scoot right on past. How are you? You busted. Um, I'm living the dream. My daughter took an AP class final. Hot diggity titch it. Yesterday. She did it yesterday. And which, wait, 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 wait. Which test? A push. U.S. history. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she might not be my child. If I didn't lit- literally see her shoot out of my yaw, I would absolutely think, who is this kid? Because she took it, uh-huh. remembered the question, knew all of her document referral answers, had had just like such clarity and smarts about it. I think there is not one test that I left at the University of Delaware where I even remembered what happened. It was like a car accident every test I took every final like that that I took so for her to be so clear and so I don't know well I may agree with you in terms of the after effects of said test like you know six weeks six years after test I don't fucking remember 10 minutes but when you're take but would you stop it I think you're full of shit and for those listeners who have nary a child at home to understand what a push is or perhaps don't live in the United States an AP test is one that you take in high school. And if you do well on it, they give you college credit. Yay! So you don't have to pay for that credit in college. And A PUSH stands for Advanced Placement U.S. History. And because we're so cheeky, we call it A PUSH because that's what the acronym spells out. I didn't realize how obnoxious Love it was. It. It's pretty obnoxious. What? It's, it's obnoxious. It's not obnoxious. It's, only, it's the only AP class that has a nice name. Everything else is <laughs> So it's the only one that works. And so everybody's like, A PUSH. A push, a push. And it's lovely because it's like history is not sexual. And it sounds so great when you're like, when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm taking a push. Uh, last year. Are you? It like, sounds like drugs. It sounds like sex. It's none of those. A, it's all of none of those. What was a fug? It was like human geography. It was, it was, they're oh, terrible. we didn't see it. We didn't have, we didn't have that. We didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not good. That's why you didn't have it. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, good week. Bad well, week, it's out. well good. Good week. Bad week. It's it's interesting that you're talking about the exam. We know of many other kids who have had AP exams. The AP class that my child is taking at the moment is an art. It's AP art. Um, his Latin class is technically an AP class, but they don't require them to take the test. And since he's not, um, it doesn't count as a language credit. He wouldn't. He's just not. He's like, yeah, I'm not taking that test. And I'm like, well, you ought to take the test. But he, whatever. So of the two APs, neither of them are tested, meaning the art class has a final, which right. he's already had to turn in. It's, it's like a portfolio thing. So he's already turned it in. But the week was tough and tricky because for various reasons, but in terms of the high school, college reason, 
got a senior heading off to college. Um, other kids are starting to ping, 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 ping about their housing decisions. And of course, we don't have a housing decision, even though we applied for housing. And that's like the least of anybody's concerns, because the first thing you're thinking about is housing. Who the fuck's going back to college? Who's going to school? Nobody has a room in your house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is sort of this weird nether world in between worlds of worrying about doing things in the required ticka-ticka-tock-tock, ticka-ticka-tock, and um, nothing is going to matter in that way. So it's, it's sort of this vacillating. Anyway, so in classic fashion, my senior... Uh, Senor. You may recall. You may recall from podcasts of your that he missed the email inviting him to the interview into this highly selective program that he ended up, you know, being selected into. Missed the email saying, "Please prepare." So we got a call from the school days before the interview, going, "Are you sure you don't want it?" And we're like, "Want it? We've been crying." So now, when all month I've been saying, "Why aren't you here about your housing days? Why aren't you here about your housing? Why aren't you?" Yeah, you got the fucking email on May sixth. And it's way past May 6th, gang. And guess what? So he's known since May 6th if he would only read English language sent to him via digital file. Nope. So I finally said when he was sitting next to me forcibly, I said, you're going to look through that again while we sit here. And he's like, it's, I don't have it. Here's all I have. And I said, may I please see your phone? And he looked at me like I just said, can I follow you into the bathroom and help you urinate as a (laughs) 17-year-old? So I was like, may I just see your phone? And he's like, have at it. And I took it and I scrolled down and there it was. And I'm like, what does this say? And he's like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not call your kid a moron when they do something like that? Because that's my go-to and it's abusive. It's not the because right thing to say. I, I don't to that one because Rocco, as I maybe have mentioned before, he's he's got some conditions that require medication. And so little things like, I don't know, I, I try to give him a little extra credit, right? I try to give him a little. This is stupidity. If you can't open an email and read it when it's sent to After you, your ass. you ain't going to be an architect. You ain't going to be an architect. I don't want you building my fucking building. If you can't read your fucking email, shit balls, fire child, get the fuck. Yeah, so I was like, mm. but he. the reason that I don't wail out at him at every waking second, I do it all the time in moments like that, is because the look on his face of such complete and utter, I'm up to my tits in shit. Was enough. Like it's, he totally gets it. And it's the same kind of, I've missed a fucking email. Yes, I've but he almost before. didn't get into this program because of a missed email. You would think that if it happened once. You would think once, that it would, he would be hyper vigilant yes. about um, the emailing situation. Well, uh, I do think that email and this and this gang, they don't get the email. They don't get the email etiquette. I, I say that. I don't mean that. I, I've got three kids and Rocco and Petey have the worst email etiquette that you've ever seen and you know Polly gets it Polly Polly does every single thing that he's supposed to do like he's never been taught he just gets up and behaves the way he's supposed to that's that's when parents who have children like him one or god help you more than one that are like him they don't know what being a parent You're is. right I've said this before because they're I'm like that's not you just that they're just doing it you didn't have anything to do you didn't go in and screaming running in in your robe with your coffee spilling everywhere and you know the dog barking say it's 8 45 your class starts at nine o'clock you know because you get up at 8 45 and he's already in his office with his zoom call open with his glass of water with a lid on it sitting there ready you know like listening to a youtube video in before the class gets in session meanwhile the other two are fucking asleep and they're you know older than him and supposed to be supposed to be more no 
I love so. that you threw in with a lid on it because, yeah, it's everything. Yes. yes. It's right there. That's the fucking, everything. He will select for himself a drink and put a lid on. He uses those fucking Tervis tumblers, but he puts a lid on them. Whereas the other two would like take a fucking bucket and slop it upstairs and then decide they're going to drink by pouring it over their head. They're just, just lap it right out like Butters does. <sighs> so there was, there's a whole lot more to the, what happened this week, but you know, in the, in the sense of yay. And it was, it was a preferred, it's, it's not at all honors housing, but it's called a village and you have to, you have to apply to be in it and you have actually college coursework to stay in it. It's a specific, it's a sp- specific place to stay on campus. That's, um, aligned around your interests and it's really cool and it's the best location and all this kind of stuff so it's kind of tough but um yeah so he he got arts village which is which is located you know one building away from the gigantic student gathering place arts that village also includes sounds perfect a chick-fil-a yeah it's perfect it's perfect and you we've been waiting and waiting and i'm joining parent groups like did you get your emails yet and i'm in there looking <laughs> around you know me no. my dope has had it tucked up his ass yeah. So beside, but there's so much of that shit where it's such a strange feeling because you don't know how to how to manage it. It's either you're you're all you know. I saw one of these memes going around that I'm going to butcher it, but it's like I feel like somebody who has perfectionism plus ADHD plus laziness plus that. this plus that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, we, I don't pay attention to you. That. Right. That's right. So it's that's why it's great. The point is, it's your your opposites only, right? And you vacillate between. So it's either all bets are off and everything is relaxed and and do whatever you need to do and be be coping mechanism, or you are that is the biggest fucking cop out and nothing has changed. So do the fucking thing. It's like he's got to take placement tests that I didn't know about, you know, magically, and they're due Thursday. Whoops. Can I guess there was an yeah. email about it? I would guess. Which ta- I would which guess. takes me to one of my topics for today being, are you organized? And I really feel like in my life, I struggle with, are you organized? Um, for my children, I feel I'm better organized, but I am not at all organized. If you could only see the shocking, what the fuck face that I'm making at this woman while she talks, I'm shaking my head. No, you're just wrong. You're wrong. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? Why are you lying to these people? They pay good money to come here and listen they to don't. you. And you're, you're spewing lies. They don't. They don't. Well, it should still be accurate, even if it's free. There's a drop for it. <laughs> even if it's free. <laughs> um, I am responsible now for editing this podcast. So you would think I would have like folders <laughs> of Amy's downloads, my downloads, <laughs> The mix downs when they're finished. Like I, I, if I didn't know the number of the podcast, I'd never be able to find. And if I didn't have a good search bar spyglass thing, I'd be fucked. You know what? And just as a brief tangent, it's funny that you say numbers. We did get into a number naming convention, sort of a hiccup of late. So if you're one of those very organized people who loves us and downloads religiously every time we drop new content, you will notice that some of your episodes perhaps disappeared and then reappeared out of sequence. And that was simply because we were, and by we, I mean, I was reorganizing and moving some files for temporary storage and cleanup and renaming convention and, and, you know, back catalog and moving things around so that as we archive them, they're in the right place. And in so doing, I was moving things from one folder to another 
thinking that it was going to stay where stay in the archive feed in both places and it didn't so I had to re-upload and then when they re-upload things they show up out of sequence so you're not crazy I did well you might be but not because of this so if you're super hung up on it let me say welcome and I apologize and now back to you now this um yeah I right I might have the worst organizational skills ever and I remember telling you before, going through the kids' closets, I'm an 80-20 girl. Going through the pantry, I'm an 80-20 girl. I can do 80% of a project. That last 20%, I'm done. I don't know what it is about me that needs to, it just gets so overwhelmed, I'm just done. Which is why the guy I married, when he sees me at that 80 mark. He's a 2060 kind of percent he is person. 2060 so he does his 100 percent, and then everybody else's last 20 right so he sees right. me sitting on the floor with smoke gently pouring out of my ears and he comes over i told you this with sticky pads and says what's this pile and and huge hefty bags what's this pile i said well that's donate pile so he piles it all into a donate bag puts a sticky pad on it that says donate he said what's this pile i said well my friend Corey has two little kids and she gets these hand-me-downs and he puts them all in a big bag with a Corey on it so all of these things he helps do bat clean up for me for the most part organizationally for this podcast i'm i'm at the 80 mark which means that i get it I, as best I can, I get it edited and to you. And then there it is on my desk. And I'm like, well, I should close this, right? No, you should set up a filing system where everything goes. Whereas I, I am the worst organized human. I have piles. I know it's in the piles. I, I know it's there. Uh, I'm a messy desk kind of girl. And I cleaned my desk this week. So I'm a little, where's my intro? Where's my... So... I, I do appreciate it when it's clean. I enjoy it. It's wonderful. But then work starts to happen and disarray occurs. But I know in that disarray, this is last week's podcast. This is something I wanted to talk about. This is my Amazon order slash return. This, like, I know where things are ish. We've talked about this in many ways before, and I don't remember your answer, so refresh my memory. Are you a zero inboxer? So is your email? Okay. You're not that crazy. That means, uh, do you maintain an inbox with nothing in it so that when your email arrives, you immediately process it, Honey. you read it, you delete it, you store it so that there's zero, 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 zero. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't that gal. I have 20,000 emails right now, unread. Right. Thank God. Welcome. And if I had well, you're in my tribe, you're in my if tribe. If I had a better organizational thing, I would have zero in the inbox and in all of my files I'd have thirty here, this, receipts, um, shopping, uh, right. school. I use I use my inbox as a storage yes, system. Yes. And it is an it is an infinite universal search. I so and much. I can find shit from two thousand seven. To from two thousand. <laughs> I can find shit from two thousand in there. You know, me talking about this with you and so I can go rah it's not for as that it should I be it for clients, but I, that's right. If so, if I ever need a zinger, I know how to get it. Um, it's. I think it's important to know your strengths, and <laughs> organizing is really not my strength, and I'm becoming okay with it. I think other people in my life might be becoming frustrated with it, but that's why I have fewer and fewer people in my life. So it's not really an issue. <laughs> how can I disappoint you today? 
Hello, this is Missy. I'm going to self-select based on my habit. Hello, this is Missy. How can I disappoint you today? <laughs> that really should be, if we use the phone to make phone calls, that would be my greeting. How can I disappoint you today? You're just, you're just so wrong about, how do you talk all this wrong stuff? Do you actually believe it? How can I disappoint you today? Are you doing you today? a bit? Are you doing a bit? This can't be real. This is such bullshit. There's zero evidence to back up this cockamamie theory that you have of yourself. Of yourself. I know you would because it has the word cock in it. And exhibit A of the evidence against you, counselor, is this entire fucking podcast that would not exist if not for you. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And we're doing it on a schedule. If you didn't demand that this thing happen on a schedule and a consistent basis, there would be episode half. So I'm annoying is what you're saying. Not even, not even episode one, episode 20% of episode <laughs> one. And then there would be zero. Then there would be the dream of an episode while we toast glasses at some vacation place. That's what would happen. The pictures I see of your house show me that your kitchen leading into family room, leading into outdoor is totally organized. There's never a magazine out of place. There's never, I mean, you even have a tray for cocktails and you have. Yes, yes. You must, you must be talking about the pictures of my house that have made it into magazines. Magazines there because the picture of my house that we actually live in, not not so. No, there's even blankets. So there's blankets awry. There's dog hairs. This is this. There's counter when people wash shit. It's in by people. Blankets I mean, me. awry. When people. Oh my god. Look it. It's not my office. Well, no, no. When you were talking, I was thinking about this because I used to get a lot of flack on the on the years of my life when I would work in office settings with other people because I would maintain an office that looked like. It was an empty office. I used to maintain, I and I there was this huge satisfaction that I had. And in the early days, I used to have when early days when you're in a cubicle. I used to I used to decor that shit not in an overbearing way, not like weird. Every locker item is in this locker. No, I would just it would just be very homey, and there would be like a perfectly sized lamp and a little fan and just enough stuff and perfect space and all the, everything would be, you would want, people would come and hang out there because it was like a great fucking space. In one of my offices, they had me actually design the, the common work. It was a creative agency. So I designed the work area, buy the sofa, set it all up, do the whole thing. It was blissful. It was heaven. Then, you know, fast forward a little bit in my career, three agencies later, my office looked like it was an empty office because there was such a satisfaction in knowing I could leave this bitch at any moment. No box required. Like I just stand up and out. Nobody so would know. When you see these, when you see these TV shows and they have, you know, generic office and it's person, 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 and there's nothing in it. That's kind of wonderful to me. So I, I go from one of two camps. I either like it pristine and ready for the camera crew to come in and I get really sketchy if it's not like that like it must be like I don't want to see shit out I would rather throw out the magazine I haven't read than have a fucking magazine out of place that's one side and then the other side is a storm has blown through magically all of your 1973 tax records and they're they're swirling like a vortex around this room with gum wrappers and old dishes, half lit, knocked over candles, dog vomit, all of that, you know, 15 stacks of portfolios, creative stuff. That's the room I'm in right now. That's part of my bedroom and part of my closet. I go through these phases where the closet will get so out of control. I start to hyperventilate and then I'll take a day and a half. I'll Marie Kondo that bitch and it'll, it'll be sparkly and people will weep when they see it. And then, Two months later, 
it's back to mountains of wigs and all sorts of crazy so shit. So the question is, if you were an organized human and not one who has the ability to clean and straighten, would it have maintained? So I think what Stu wants is maintain. Like we can clean the house once, room by room by room. We could do it once, but I mean, what does it last? 18 minutes. The house gets cleaned and then I make chicken free me, which I just figured out yesterday is schnitzel. Huh? I, okay. I thought schnitzel so was a sausage. Why? Oh, no. Schnitzel's not a sausage. Why did I think it was a sausage? Schnitzel is a very thin pounded protein meat, right? That you coat an egg and, and some sort of a batter or sometimes a breadcrumb yes. and then you f- you fry it and then perhaps coat it with some delicious sauce. Yes, that's, that's what I did yesterday Mr. for dinner. Schnitzel is lovely. That's what I did yesterday for dinner for the family. Well, that's not technically a schnitzel. That's a free meat. Yeah. <laughs> that's typically it, it comes as a chicken, you know. <laughs> So, but you could really substitute. You could you could have a pork free me, but truthfully, chicken free me is the delicacy free that you want. So, what am I thinking of when I hear schnitzel? Not bratwurst. Like, what, isn't there something schnitzel? What shape? What shape do you picture? Or is it just you'd mixed up the words in your brain? No, I on purpose, like a sausage. not mixed up, but like okay. Um, there's a knockwurst. Maybe that's where you're going. There's I a knockwurst. There's there's wor- lots of worsts. Knockwurst, bratwurst, liverwurst. Worst of the worst. So that's the best. That's here. <laughs> that's Sarah set me straight on that, but she also set me straight on something else yesterday. Talking to our friend Sarah, I came to the conclusion previously, and she really hit it home when she was talking about maybe issues she might have with her kids. We as women... You know how we're always saying, we need to lift each other up. I think more than lifting each other up is, I think we need to be honest with each other. Yeah. Oh, I think that's an interesting angle. Being yeah. being honest. Um, mainly. I'm be- going to let you play it out and I'll say what I meant. Mainly Go. because you hear the phrase terrible twos. Twos aren't so bad. Threes fucking suck. Three is awful. The kids are a nightmare. They're running and screaming and challenging and whatever. We seem to forget things. We have this like transient amnesia. We have this we have this amnesia about traumas we went through. Trauma of childbirth, trauma of raising a toddler, trauma of when the schoolwork comes too hard for you to handle, trauma of having a teenager. And in some way we encourage other people to do these things, not remembering maybe maybe having amnesia about the fact that how awful it was. Everybody says, you need a puppy, get a puppy. Having a puppy is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> don't tell me you forgot he ate your fucking stairs and you don't own a shoe. But having a puppy is not something that people are not honest about. Having a puppy is, is selective amnesia. Amnesia is different than I think this honesty cracker that you're biting into. And I really like the notion of radical honesty because it's it's not a failure to be honest it's a failure to be vulnerable because I don't think it's lying to keep some things that would make you look lesser than in the eyes of the collective consciousness I don't think that's being dishonest I think it's just being private about things that you perceive probably rightly are negative and until enough people Stand up and say, but I too, and also, and yeah, you know, I, maybe, I told maybe, maybe, maybe the shine of negativity would dull a bit. And then people could say, okay, well, that's like anything else. I mean, it's just one of these shifts that's going to happen. So that's about this honesty and vulnerability piece. And I, I really do 
that's a tricky wicket. We've covered that a little bit before. Selective amnesia. And why can't I say selective amnesia? <laughs> so my amnesia. She's great. Hey, she lives up. Read me a story. She lives upstate. <laughs> oh my God, the goggles she makes. Amnesia. It's my favorite. So amnesia makes a great schnitzel. I love it. <laughs> schnitzel. It's it's nisha schnitzel. These nisha schnitzel. We should start over. <laughs> fuck. 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 I'm telling you, selective amnesia is what enables children to be born. And I think puppies fit into that category. So give me another one where you think selective amnesia. And fuck. Give me another one where you think people uh, like to forget about it. And then, you know, so magically, have- like running a marathon. You're just stupid to begin with because you were told <laughs> by the word marathon that it will suck. And if you engaged in it, you know, fair warning. You read the terms and conditions. You're really dumb. And then if you go back and do it again, I don't, I don't think What you part of all of your toenails humans. will fall off was unclear to you? Urinating on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Losing consciousness <laughs> through physical exhaustion. I'm out. I didn't need to get... There's more on the list. Like, all right. But as going. far as women go, I mean, having teenagers... Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, but you can't, avoid, you can't avoid that one. Once you've gotten through the childbirth, yeah, now you're fucked. You're in. Once you've... You, once you've... Once you've you know, born or birthed or bought or adopted or however you came across or found in the street, this child that you've said, you're with us now. Fuck. Why are you with us now? It's inevitable. Those are the things that happen. That's part of the parenting journey. Yeah, it's, it's part of the painful parenting journey through all the peas in there. It's, it's, why don't we remember? I know that I go to a restaurant. Well, used to back in the day when there were restaurants for more than just takeout. <laughs> Oh, our family would see a a younger family there and they would have like their kids running around or they'd be mouthy or they'd cry. So my husband always leans over and says, it gets easier. To who does he say this lie? Parents of the kids with toddlers and I under my breath say, and so much harder. Like it's, yes, I mean, it's less of a physical game now and it's more of a mental game. Oh my God. Oh my God. I got to pull out the tote board. Because there's there's almost nothing on the are you fucking kidding me Stuart tote board and I've just because <laughs> if because if he did that to me I would slap him it gets easier and if he did that in front of me I would slap the, him the family that's not what you do they seem comforted not, what do they do they seem comforted they're like oh. oh it gets easier and then they look at our two 13 months apart playing cards with us at a restaurant and they think oh okay maybe I'll last longer so it's a kindness that he does but it also gets so much harder. Uh, you know it does i don't know it's just like dude it's not your fucking moment i just have i just i'm trying to think of what would be a comparable it's like i don't know two people having sex on a beach and he walks up and he's like you're doing a great job <laughs> like i just don't need your editorializing at this no, point his, his comment would i'm be- sure it's wonderful i'm sure he's an er doc i'm sure people love it but I, I feel like i would kick him in the neck his comment on the beach would be yo you're getting sand in all your places <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for infections so, and keep right. So, so there, there, <laughs> there's truth to his comments. They're just why? I mean, just pure honesty. Yo, that phase that sucks, man. Let me get you dessert for your family. <laughs> like, let me let me cover something. You're you're in a living hell. I'm sending beer to your table. Let me now. let me acknowledge <laughs> that you're in a living hell. It's it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> How is that right? But he gives them anyway. car- like encouragement, and I think I don't know if that's really true because it it's parts of it, the the difference is for me in terms of kids all the things that seem overwhelming when they're little 
absolutely go away. And, and all of that is so hard. And then it's a joke how easy it was compared with all of the emotional, actual life shit that you have to deal with. The physical crap, that's so easy. And right. compare in the time you're doing it, you're like, I can't do it. Right. I awake and I have shit on my hand and I don't like this crying jackass and fuck you and I want to be single. And, you know, none of that. All of that you dream for. She's like, wait, what? single? All of that you, <laughs> all of that you dream for when, you know, the older they get and God forbid they're crying because somebody actually did something mean to them. I mean, I would rather have a broken limb than somebody being mean to them that you can't ever take that hurt away. And you already know, even if I could take the hurt away, it would be false because that hurt is with you now forever. Welcome to getting hurt as a human. Welcome to all the shit that I can't, that I have in my life experience that everyone has in their life experience that there's no way I can prevent. It's just waiting for the day it hits you. And now I get to be here and be sad with you twice Three times, one, because I couldn't prevent it, two, because I have to watch you going through it, and three, because you're going through it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, so you get like this triple tit twist. It's awful. It's awful. And And they still keep coming back and, and they still keep coming back and say, can I have $20? And P.S. There's no cereal. So, and then you're like, I was just so sad for you. (laughs) And now I want to kill you. (laughs) Right. Now I'm happy that you were so sad. And hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Never happy that you're sad. Um, I got a, I have a question for you. What do you give as a wedding gift? Oh, well, I'm going to say it's kind of always money. Most people don't, most people don't do um, which calls anymore. Yeah. Or if they do, they register for like stupid things Uh, in the sense that if you're registering for something that's so, that's so impermanent, then you really do just desire, you would benefit from money. Like I, I, if I'm going to give a gift, I want to give something that is a piece of art or it's something like these, these, if these event things, you, our whole life, you say, oh, we, re- we got that for our, for our wedding. I have a, I have a, actually a pottery bowl that Dina gave us, like just shit like that. So something that you're going to keep and remember and all this kind of stuff. Um, and if it can't be something special and most people short-sightedly think they don't want it, I hate giving money, but I give money. I do cash uh, as a regular, I mean, so I'm getting married and <laughs> I would love for you to give me some cash. Well, I do know people who are getting married, but my most offensive wedding gift um I, I see uh, people say you know in lieu of gifts make a donation too right oh god oh <clears throat> sorry i'm just clearing my <clears throat> so i went to a wedding after college and i gave what i thought was a re- single woman going i i was with someone but i gave a really i thought a generous gift probably more than i was comfortable giving <gasps> but i I really like this girl. I didn't really love her husband at the time, but I really liked her. And I thought maybe she needs money to get away. Like maybe. <gasps> oh my you God. Know. So it's an optimistic dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, didn't they shove it in my face? They said, here's your train ticket. It's one way. And it's a solo. Here's ticket. a go bag. Here's a go bag for you. It has, it has just cash and a passport with a different name. Ah, here's three free sessions of counseling. Therapy, exactly. (laughs) Whatever the, yeah. So I get this thank you note that says, your gift was given 
to, I don't know, I don't know if it was plant trees in Israel or it, your gift was, was passed on to this random tiny cause that my brother thought was a good idea. And I thought, what? You gave cash and they wrote you back a thank you note saying we spent it on the stupidest we thing gave it away. you could imagine. Yeah. And I thought, I'd like it back. <laughs> I'd really like yeah, it. Back. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to fund your fake philanthropic. Bullshit. I want it back. Or don't tell me you did that. Just say thank you. Why do you have to thank? Or me? tell me up front. Tell me up front. In which case, I can show up and say Mazel. And meanwhile, I'm leaving with the centerpiece. Fuck and you. There's no gift coming. Your gift is I took your flowers. That's it. Oh, centerpiece. Centerpiece thievery. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, I w- the hardest part. I it's it's. Several things went through my mind, which is super weird. When you said, I know somebody who's getting married, I almost popped out with the phrase, they're getting married during COVID. Like that's that I'm back to my earlier statement. It's yeah, of course, because fucking it's life. What are you talking about? You don't be an asshole. And then on the other hand, yeah, you're right. How are they doing that? So it's, I don't know. It's the, I have both of these conflicting situations all at once where Everything can be as normal as it needs to be because it's just normal. There's very little that has changed. And on the other hand, every fucking fiber of every atom of every fucking thing has changed. So how did, and I just saw on one of the socials this morning, there was a couple who got married on say like a a Brooklyn stoop and they decorated the the stoop with flowers and went out there and then they just had like a, a walking party through the neighborhood and people waved to them from their windows. And I was like... That's a lot of money for flowers, but it was beautiful and beautiful. That's so what's beautiful. happening with this? What's happening with this COVID wedding with the people and you're trying to figure out with a gift? So are they actually doing a wedding or is it like at some future date that it might probably happen? Maybe. So the wedding they're going to do, I mean, because they're getting older and they are going to want to make babies. What does that mean? Well, they're going to want to make, they're going to want to make babies and they have parents who say one plus one equals two as opposed to you had a baby. Now you can get married. Like they have a way things should be. Um, so they're going to have like a small family something and then okay. probably in November have a huge bash. Okay. Well, so that's yes, that will clear that up. But everybody, you said it. So many things are just, well, this is the way it is. And then you think about these celebrations. Like my nephew is graduating from Tulane today. And we're going to be oh, on a God. Skype celebration. So we're we're Zooming it. I got the link last night. That's, I spent a good portion of the evening, almost all of the night, I should call it, last night, making plans and preparations for senior graduation which I hadn't sort of thought was even going to occur whenever when all the rugs were pulled out and then lifted over your head and then whapped you back and forth in the face with all the (laughs) rugs for all these weeks I just didn't even think about it and and in our state there has been we're in a phase one of beginning to you know peer out the window is it spring you know so it's people are beginning to start doing things differently which means we're going to have a modified physical graduation and then one in the, at a future date that that is more traditional no group photo etc but for now it, meaning at the the current one there's not going to be a group photo it occurred to me oh so even though there won't be a party and there won't be people coming and there won't be won't be won't be there still will be so so next week i got a lot of things that are getting yeah. ready to go down yeah yikes so Speaking of picture, all of that together. Speaking of picture, yeah, you go. posted um, the most beautiful video of from your kid's school 
going up like I guess the driveway and in, onto the grounds are massive yard signs. And when I say yard sign, I don't mean like the little one, the two by three. I mean these beautiful pictures of each graduate. And you go down the driveway and you see graduate after graduate. Mallory did say, that's a very white school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we got a lot of milk. But I'll tell you this. it's um, If you've pictured those... When you go, when you, time was, when you would go to an outdoor festival or something and they're roping off the field to make it for parking and they have those green metal stakes that are, that are like rebar and they wrap that orange weird mesh around it to contain like hay bales, like those giant green stakes. The two of those are required for each one of these signs wow. that she's talking about. So it's, they pounded these stakes into the ground. So it's, it's basically a four foot two four foot stakes that go into the ground. The sign is probably three feet. It's beautiful. Right? They're it's a, beautiful it's a photos. Sign. And they're front, they're front and back. And it's, they've, they've wow. taken, um, sort of the, I think they've used the senior yearbook photos from best I can see. So these had already been submitted for the senior yearbook. So they took all those photos and then they put, you know, graduating senior class of 2020. And it's the same image on both sides. And they have lined the exterior grounds of the school with them. So you can drive by or walk by. And, you know, they took the time to actually make a video of it just walking down so that you can see all the graduates and their beautiful faces. Do you get to keep it's, that? It's really nice. After this, yeah. you get to keep it? Oh, I'm sure. Because what are they going to do with it? Sure. I sure. would so of course. steal that from you. <laughs> what's been the most what's been the most fun is all of the not school people who see your kid and stop and take a picture and send it did you see yeah, this I love like that. Mad, like like no you're the first is it no it's very nice that. and thank you that's so wonderful or we'll take the time to like walk over there and like uh, and take a picture with the kid so it's very you fun. figure out it's nice you figure out who like stuart has been in the newspaper a few times my kids started an organization they've been in like several papers and magazines you find out who reads like or who's been on campus <laughs> or when you get a phone call from somebody right, you never expected right, to right, acknowledge right, like right, 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 you right, got number right. one doc this year you read yes. and our answer is you read <laughs> fascinating <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's lovely. lovely speaking of my husband and now retirement i'm speaking I have. Remember, uh -oh. we couldn't come up with an activity for retirement. Yes, we could. I told you that you should cook and you should also be a music producer or a, a concert attendee. Why? You came up with good better. Things I came up with better things. Classy. Classy. Lay it on me. I do like the job. concert attendee thing. That's uh, if we ever. Yeah, because I could. Yeah, because I could go with you to that. If too. we ever congregate oh, ever again. Yeah. We will congregate again. The Spanish flu, which Van Jones is the first one to point out to me last night is fucking racist to even call it the Spanish flu. But anyway, the 1918 flu epidemic, <laughs> the China COVID. Yeah, the 1918 uh, flu epidemic came and went and we never even knew it was a thing until right now because we have congregated and we don't wear masks. So we have living proof in this country that shit gonna come back. Just gonna take it's, a while. But that's, right, the just, that's just a thing. Sign on to this for two years. Stop telling me you can wait three weeks. I already told you I'd wait three weeks. Now I have to go outside. Sign on for two years and shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. So I have these things that uh, this retirement activity. Yes, bring it. Two bring of them. Okay, we're go. gonna be well because there's two. We're of you. gonna be busy. Oh, anyway, go, no, go, go, go. to do together. Ready? Okay, bring it. I wanna, Number I wanna, one, he and I are going to do a podcast. All right. Bye. It was wonderful podcast. No, I had a great time. I need this podcast also, but 
he, the, the our three listeners are going to leave us in a blink to finally meet and no. hear from Doctor Delicioso. No, because they're going to want to hear what I have to say behind his back. Also, so we this You're this ter- will last forever. <laughs> You're terrible. Okay, I love that idea. Do you have a topic in mind? Um, or is it just the idea? Retirement. It's the idea of uh, what? How? Oh, Missy, Missy, and Stu do retirement. Retirement, yeah. and we're going to talk okay. about it. Can he retire now? Because I would like to subscribe. <laughs> I have one subscriber. I'm looking for for some content. All right. You want to hear our second activity? (laughs) I do. I do. That one's really good. That's really good. A plus. Right? So Ethan was telling me about this moron that he follows on 75 (laughs) platforms. He's a total idiot, but he's wildly wealthy. So kids who follow people who start businesses and, you know, social influencers, they have money. So they're all of a sudden have an opinion worth hearing. And my answer is no, no, they don't. They have money, not an opinion worth hearing. So one of the things that he did was he started a sport gaming thing or whatever he did. One of the other things he does is he reviews pizza. Could there be a job for which I am better suited than reviewing pizza? No, 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 no. That's right. And that's also something you could do with me in retirement. Oh, my God. So, right? You get to eat the pizza. Yes. Yes. And then you can talk about it. Yes. And then you can have more pizza. I mean, it's the... Why did we not think of this? These fucking kids. They are taking all our jobs. (laughs) Fuck them. God bless. They do ruin everything, you fucking millennials. <sighs> to review Jones was right. is clearly my calling, and 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 and, and this guy has a fro <laughs> has a frozen <laughs> edition. Oh shit! <laughs> what? Uh... I mean, we could even order it like buy mail pizza and travel all over the country. God help you, all over the world when traveling comes back oh to try pizza everywhere. I gotta say, yes, I gotta <laughs> say. We adore food shows, and for a time, I really didn't want to watch any of them because they just get me too fat. I get too engaged. We make the thing. We get involved. Like, we love food. We love cooking. We love eating. We love traveling and learning more and deep, deep, deep food, food, food. Go, go, go. (laughs) So it's a problem. But anyway, now that we're in in COVID, I have decided that my body is like a refrigerator where I can just put all the food that yes. I want. And not really, well, it's just a storage area for many foods. So I don't really even care. We've been watching Ugly Delicious on Netflix. And if you've not watched it, you need to watch it from start to finish. One of the minor things about it that goes through my mind is I, I want to be this guy. And P.S. lovely. I could be this He's guy. He's lovely. I could be this guy. I don't want the whole... Um, I devote my life to something that means that I have to be on some level incredibly selfish to my art and my talent and ignore everybody else in my life, including the ones that I love the most for something that only serves other people and myself and not the nearest and dearest to me. So I kind of hate that part that every chef has to do and they talk about it in ways where, yeah, you know, it's just, it's not, it's just a deal breaker. Yeah, you're going to do that. If you're going to be this wildly successful person, here's what you give up. And here's the trade-off. And that's, you know, anyway, that's a whole nother podcast that I think we even teased into this one. But the reality is 
I love that show. I want to be him. In my vainest days, I say, I could do that show. I would love that show. But anyway, yes, if you're going to be the pizza viewer, pizza reviewer and eater. Yeah. I have to I have to be there. I'll be your fucking sound man. I don't I'll be the boom guy. I'll be the special I'll be guest the anything. star. What I will I will be the pizza fluffer. Whatever Ooh, you need. Pizza fluffer. I will I will <laughs> I just want to show up and eat the yeah, pizza. Yeah, no no, you'll That's be special I, guest yes. star when you're available yes. and you're we're on yes. the road and you're yes. we're reachable, you'll show up and and you'll say, "Why am I not a permanent part of this well, show? I how did I magically get sidelined?" God, fuck it's you. not your retirement. It's Stu and my retirement. <sighs> Stuart's not involved in pizza eating. He doesn't get to go. Well, who knows? I have to propose this to him. I, he hasn't he signed on to producer. either one of these. He, oh, he'll, you know, he'll sign on to anything. He can be a producer. He, being the, doing the podcast with Stuart would be hilarious. And that's fucking done. I don't care if he's interested. He's in. <laughs> so that's happening. So that's easy. The pizza thing. I know he's in, but he's going to want to do stupid things with it. So you really do need me there to eat. Or participate and get well, paid because he'll say fish pizza. He'll want right. to do all the pizzas that aren't fucking pizza. Per episode, you have to do the margarita because you have to try their yeah. standard pizza. You have to baseline, baseline and then whatever baseline, else baseline. that there's they specialize in. So I'll try your. You specialty. need a control. You need a control yes. group pizza. Yes, <laughs> you need a control pizza, and that's the one that I will handle while he eats the fish pizza. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, I'm super in. And if he's not, I, I, it's well, us. I'll watch it and I'll support you. But I no, but if he's me. not in, it's us. I'll take you on the road. We'll do it. Okay. All right. We okay. could get a special I'm vehicle that has like looks like pizza. <laughs> oh, like the Oscar Mayer. We'll get Wayne Tesla Romeo? to make us a special vehicle that looks you know like he would, and he'll name it something dumb. I don't care. He's a, little, he's a little crazy. We'll pay him in weed. He'll love it. We're ready to. He'll go. pay us in weed. How about that? <laughs> sure. Okay. I'm in. Hey, hey, Elon, <laughs> let's toke it up. Let's toke it up and go eat some I thought Zah. you were saying you let's whip, talk about down? it, but okay, toke it up and eat some Zah. No, let's toke it up, eat some Zah, you down, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let me, let me go get my kid and meet you there. R2-D2. Oh, Lord have mercy. R2-D2. Did you see? Did you see <laughs> that there, I didn't, I don't know if I posted it. There's some wacka dude who took his Roomba and a trash can and two other Roombas, and he made a working R2-D2 that vacuums his fucking house. And it is the cutest thing that you have ever... You should cover your face. It is the best thing I ever. I love that. It is so good. And he's such a dork that he like programmed it to make like the... <gasps> Well, it goes around the house and the head spins. I'm going to have to Google it that. It looks like a fucking, and it docks itself. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Why are you not? I think it's on Buzz. I will, I will Google the shit out of it. I'll find, I'll use the Google and I'll find it. It's super, super good. Hey, and we're going to play, we're going to play Amy Idiot Bingo. And if anybody remembers the name of the person last episode, if it is a cliffhanger, it was Selma Hayek who I was desperate to try to remember. I have to go back and, and organize an archive. Ha ha. These shows after <laughs> they've happened. And so I hear all the flubs and I'm like, fuck, why does anybody listen to this horse shit? Because I'm so irritated screaming at myself like, it's this. So I apologize. Anyway, next. Thank you for that I'm catch done. up. I appreciate that. I just moved. <laughs> I just moved two topics over to next week because. Uh, are we out of time? No, really? well, they're not. But I wanted to ask you. Bring what it. are you what holds you back amy i te- oh we are gonna I teased do it last <sighs> week we have some a little bit of time now and i want to know what holds you back well i my first answer 
is to throw this back to you in the form of the question, not to evade it, but really because I am curious. What interests you about this? Why would you, are you interested in learning my answer? Or do you want to talk about it because it's something that you're ruminating on yourself? Like why bring this up? Because to me, it's just, I'm happy to talk about it. It's a super heavy topic and it's very triggering. Let's dive in. I don't want to trigger you. (laughs) Well, I'm curious. Well, I don't know why you would think that it wouldn't, but I'm really curious. Like where, where did the, do you feel like this is a light topic? Do you feel like, no, I, so you discussed, discussed. I feel like there are things I have time and there are things that I would, I think I would like to do and accomplish. And, and I just have some days less than zero in motivation um, is that because I have a fear of success or failure? Is that because I have, I don't know. There are so many things that can go into. And I, I told initially when we started this, I will seek therapy once I get my kids good and out of the house. You know, I will I will look into myself more, but I, I want to know if the reasons I don't accomplish more, the reasons I don't put myself out there more, the reasons I don't do more, the reasons why I'm not looking from this podcast for wild fame. That's not what I want to do. I like the creativity (laughs) part of it. We'd still be looking. We have a project that's kind of amazing that you and I are working on. And really right now what it needs is like this one, it needs to be packaged in a way that is that is aesthetically pleasing and could I do that I don't know I don't know if I can do that next step I something's holding me back there there are walls around me everywhere they are unidentified unnamed walls and I really feel like that could be something amazing that could and again not for the fame and fortune but for the creative expression and for getting something out there that we made we painted that blood sweat and tears went into and some travel to Atlanta I would love to see that. There are lots of things. That's one of one of the things that I'm not pushing forward with and, and getting anywhere with. Why? What is holding me back? What holds you back? What are your fears? And on the surface level, fears. I'm afraid of timers. No. It's a much bigger issue of, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. So I. Well, I think, I think it's a huge and ripe conversational area and. It's not only and always fear and holding back is maybe where we should start to chip away at this because there is a legitimate subsection of this entire situation for everybody, which is, yeah, there is an active throw up the hurdle, um, refuse to tie the shoelaces, not engaging in the race that is you as the individual, me as the individual. That's, that's the thing that, that me as the individual, I have to handle myself right? That's not the only thing getting in the way here. And in fact, it's not even the first thing getting in the way. I think the larger question is, and we're, we'll, we've got a creative project that that is great. And even you've mentioned the show Upload that you liked watching it. I started watching it. And in watching it, I thought to myself, this is really inventive and fun and cute. And from a production standpoint, um, this is no harder than our show idea, and maybe even a little less because I'm, I'm watching it for the entertainment, I'm also watching it with the producer's cap going, here's how they did that. And okay, so what would be the cost of this? And how can we get, I'm thinking, how did this get greenlit and happen so quickly when all the references are of right now? So it really is not 
we were given a number, a production number that was very high. <laughs> and it, to me, to me made was like, well, I know where to put you. And it's called the after kids graduate bucket. And that's not the bucket that it needs to be in. So part of it is there are things that you would do because you do them for the joy of them and you wake up every day and you just want to keep doing them at a time. It was you knitting, right? You would, you would wake up, you would, it was something that you would just go back to. And it was sometimes when you're in it, it's easier to keep it going just because you don't have to think, well, what should I do? All right, I'll pick this thing up. No, I like that while I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? It just becomes a little bit of a habit. Something like this, I don't feel like it's, um, and I think that that inertia, once you start the pendulum swinging, I think you would be right there. I think it would be be very podcast-like. You would immediately recognize your talent. You would immediately lose any internal um, crosstalk about uh, reasons why not to. You would simply fingers on the keyboard and you would begin. Or you would you would see the software program that has to be learned, spend the hour and a half watching the video tutorial, and magically now you're in create mode. You create all the time. You create excellent content, including the show, not this show, the show we're talking about. So the project. My point to you is sometimes starting feels so overwhelming because of all of the shit we layer onto it. When That's I where I am about, right now. Uh, it's well, but when I when I think about and what I think about specifically our project and why I'm not working on it, I have a big long laundry list, and most of it is time. And so the trade off becomes: Do I want to? Is it better for me in in my world right now to stay up another two hours, fingers on the keyboard, when it's already morning of the next day, right? And do this thing that I'm very passionate about. And some days I I have and did do, and that's how progress is made. Other days, it's, I think I'm going to go to sleep mode because that's what's needed to be able to have another day. And with the enormous pressures, even if there was time where you feel there's nothing but time during this, this shift of reality, COVID-induced madness, <laughs> it's, not, it's not real time. There's all this pressure coming from a variety of sources like, if you don't create now, then you were never creative. And I say, you can flush that shit all the way down the toilet with a flaming cherry bomb. Because it has nothing, creativity has nothing to do with time. Creativity has to do with intent and initiative. Because you can create things when you have zero motivation, when you have zero creativity, because you start. You say, I'm going to create something. Creating something doesn't mean it's going to be great. It means it's created. So you can make a lot of crap that you're not happy with. And that can then give you the motivation or the tools or the experience that I'm refining this or I'm moving. It's just starting. So in the case of this project, there's also a lot of emotional trauma getting in the way of, I'm going to use my brain to tell a peppy toe tapping story. If you can't get in that headspace, go make something else and take all the burden and the pressure off your back of why am I not making this thing this very moment? So, because it's not fair to you or anybody. I have been in career. I've uh, career spaces and jobs. My whole career is, guess what? You get to create when you're going to, you know, this whole agency is going to fold and you're going to lose your job and there's a whole bunch of shit and somebody just got transferred and you're living alone and everything is, guess what? And now we get to go and sell this gum or whatever the fucking thing is. And you have to do it today. And the pressure, pressure, pressure. That's, yeah, you can make it happen. You can pull it out and find it. 
it doesn't necessarily turn everything into gold. And sometimes when you're when you're making that gold, it also turns you into a puff of smoke, never to come back. So I mean, there's you're balancing lots of things. Making I also decisions. have that eighty twenty thing going for me. So which is why I feel like I collaborate better, and I'm more of an island here um, with with this stay at home request order whatever. Uh, and I really wish that you and I were in my basement doing. You know, all right, kids, you got to do what you got to do, but so do we. Like, I wish we were in lockdown in my basement. Would you like to sequester there for two weeks? Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. It's for me, the, you know, what's holding you back? Money. So until the until the pizza podcast really takes off, Ugh, I think we're going to have to look for so some badly revenue. right now, dear listener. Are <laughs> I you think Friday was International Pizza was Day? It? By the way, I know that I, think I know that yesterday while on a uh, school centered Zoom call, I was also on Instacart and I put those chocolate frosted Entenmann's donuts in our car. I was sitting next to Mallory. She goes, "Ooh, those look good." <laughs> I put those in there. She's like, "What about fruit snacks?" I don't let my kids eat fruit snacks. I've been wildly controlling over their teeth for so long. You're crazy. So I put fruit snacks in there and I did their soft baked chips. I don't let them eat fruit snacks because it's a waste of fruit and it's too expensive. I could fuck about the teeth. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah, kidding? I don't like raisins either, by the way. They're awful for your teeth. Raisins are delicious. Raisins are disgusting. What? They belong. They're not bad for your teeth. Fuck They're off. They're horrible for your teeth. You're right. They're not bad. How? Do you take a raisin and like paste it on each tooth and then go to sleep? No. It's you a eat a raisin, raisin eat it in your and its sugar stays on your tooth because <laughs> like coconut, it sits there forever. You can't eat coconut either. I love coconut. Either. You shut your mouth. Um, I'll, Say now. I'll also eat it. chocolate it's covered. The, it's not the teeth. It's not <laughs> for the my teeth. kids. It is. You just don't like raisins. Try currants, by the way. Currants are the are the bougiest raisins you're ever going to eat. And they're so fucking. Good. Did I ever tell you the story of how we were driving when my kids were like two and three? We went. We bought. We built. We built a place in Florida. We went down there and and we went to go visit friends on the other side of the state and. We the when we were building, they had little water bottles, and the kids would dance around while we were building there, and they would eat the Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, and that <laughs> that new construction places have or sales offices have, and and drink yeah, the little yeah. waters. And my job was to keep the kids while Stuart was looking at plans and and dates and sales stuff, and I was like entertaining the kids like a fucking clown that I am that I did That's for right. good like nine or ten years. That's that was my sole occupation. So <laughs> we had all these little bottles of water in the back of a minivan that we rented. Well, when the kids were eating their cookies, they discovered they were not chocolate chip cookies, that they had these little cranberries or raisins or something in there, which they were not having. They wanted nothing to do with it if it wasn't a chocolate chip cookie. You guys, I I get so irritated when I see that meme going around. 2020 started like a warm chocolate chip cookie and one bite later, boom, oatmeal raisin. Oatmeal raisin cookies are fucking great. I like the oatmeal and the oatmeal raisin cookie. And orange cranberry fucking cookies are great. And kitchen sink cookies with little bits of juju fruits in there. No. I'm sorry. You have that. First of all. Fuck you. And number two, fruitcake is I was going to ask you if fruitcake was you were a fan. I don't know what kind of sad, shitty cookies you've been <sighs> eating, but you need to just come over to the to That's the That's going to be a special, a holiday special for us on the pizza podcast. We're going to travel to find the best chocolate chip cookie as well. Well, it's in my fucking house because I don't know how to cook it. Back to you. So, and No, no. So, what so I'm in the about, lobby. You know, the kids are dancing around and I'm holding an empty-ish bottle of water and they would eat their cookie, come over to me and spit 
the cranberry from their mouth into this little tiny bottle of water. And I had like a decent collection of little cranberries. Mallory freaked out because she ate one once. She's like, I swallowed it. I'm like, it'll be fine. It's good to learn how to swallow early. I don't know what to tell you, kid. So I'm aghast and shocked at this. That they spit exchange. out their cranberries. We 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 need another hour for me to break down what's They're happening. They're little. In this they don't fucking... know. They don't have taste yet. No, 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 no. And you don't escape the wrath of me. <laughs> Keep going. Keep digging. So, so we have all these little bottles of water. We drive across state. We see Stuart's friends and we're coming back and we're driving through Alligator Alley and he's like, I'm so thirsty. I said, honey, I don't have any water in the car. I have nothing. And you can't pull over because there's no rest stops and he cannot deal. And he's like, there has to be something, even if there's backwash in it, kid backwash. I don't care. Two sleeping kids in car seats in the back. It's totally pitch blackout. I'm looking for alligators. And I, he's, his arms are reaching around behind him to find something. And he pulls out this tiny, tiny, tiny water bottle. And he goes to drink it thinking it's just water. And he <laughs> chokes to death on these little cranberries. <laughs> that try to kill him and he's swerving off the road and we're gonna die because my kids couldn't eat a cranberry and had to spit I said I told you we had no water and the kids are now wide awake and screaming and he's got a choke PTSD choking thing going on yeah so the perfect chocolate chip cookie has no raisins has no cranberries it's just you, you deserve that and it should have been you we almost it. died yeah, I think that's fair. He'll ask for a bottle of water now, and he'll only look at the bottom. He won't look to see how much is in it. He'll just hold it up and look underneath to see if anything's in it. We broke him. There's so much wrong with this. There's so We just don't even have the time, and there's so much wrong with this. I swear to you. Because the whole point was getting back to the why don't you get started. And the sad truth of it, it's not sad, and the truth of is it is cranberries. <laughs> no, I know why you don't get started. I have had thoughts on this for a while and I don't know if it's you know constructive to tell me <laughs> yes oh shit no it's, it's true you have total confidence rightly so in your ability to collaborate and to what I used to call jokingly dercord right to direct and to coordinate uh what's happening here or there right I you can you say I'm not organized big joke because you fucking organize all the shit it's, it's there's a difference between keeping things neat in a chaotic world and having the that's what you do and you do it for your two people in your house and I venture to say for Stuart as well so I don't buy any of that horse shit you are the producer of this show you know in that in that title is the word produce so I mean you're fucking doing it already so I call bullshit on a hundred percent of those feelings you know it's you're you're having these feelings without evidence so think about that the difference here when we talk about creative projects that involve scripting is I see you never wanting to script but you script in the form of dictation I do you you're fucking talking I do but you won't put your fingers on the keyboard and do the ass time of the work so there's some blockage between if the thoughts from my brain come out of my mouth that's okay but if they come through my fingers no way <laughs> Like, Good mic work there. It's the, 
honey, it's, it's the same. It's the same thought, and it's the same brain, and it's the same funny, and it's very good, and it's calm. You can do it. You can write it down. So I feel like there is, and I get it fully as a writer myself, educated in the school, meaning I went to college to study writing. So um, I get that. I get all sides of it. Um, and I don't think it's writer's block. I think there is something to be said for, uh, we all, we, well, we all, we all have this hesitation to leap into that area. For some folks, I think it's a good analog to talk about, as we've talked, others have talked on this show for a long time about stand-up comedy. There's this idea in stand-up comedy when you move the microphone at the beginning of the set. And it's this notion of, we're going into a space now that is a performance right. that is a, that is a door. There's an implied agree- agreement where I'm going to share very intimate things in a way where I'm controlling what I share with you and I'm allowing you to laugh. And when I put that at the end of the set, when I put the microphone down and I walk off, that agreement is right. over and you get to get out of my fucking headspace and whatever I've put on the table, we're done. So it's stand up comedy in sort of akin to a one night stand, right? I'm going to share this really intimate thing with you and now we're not going to fucking talk about it unless we're talking about it in this very controlled, safe way because it's really scary in the same way that I, that actors put themselves out there, but they're really just fulfilling someone else's specific, a directive, a wish. So they have to be super vulnerable, but there's this escape clause of like, yeah, well, I was trying to convince you of something and that's why I did that. Writing, you have to be super vulnerable without any of the safeguards. You just have to let that shit rip and everybody can walk in and trounce around and come up with their own interpretation. Well, because you are always, because you can control exactly how it's delivered. Writing is the ultimate text. People invent the, the tone of voice. They draw the characters in their mind. They fill in all the details. They overanalyze. They read a million ways. They find things in there that you didn't know was in there. You know, sometimes when you say something you don't mean to say, that ain't great, but you can always brush it away or take it back and nobody gets to go back on the recording. It's always right. there in the written word to be picked up. So writing has all of that baked in, which is part of the reason that it's fucking great and part of the reason why it's really fucking hard to be a writer if you are um, a normal red-blooded human. Do you know? I mean, With if you're somebody who really doesn't that, care, right. if someone who doesn't really care or who is only writing because you need to get it out of your head, right? So then once it's out on the page, it was like, well, I couldn't have it in me anymore. If you guys want to analyze it, feel free. There's, there's always the part of it that is super intimate and it's up there for anybody to see so and to interpret in any way that they like so I, that's a big part of hesitation that has nothing to do with covid that has nothing to do with creative projects so if there is a lot of time and you're feeling the creative itch i would do what i did with my kids who with rocco who physically has a hard time typing on the computer his fingers get achy his brain goes faster than his fingers could go you know so we would do dictation Turn on, turn on a recording app on your phone or on the thing. And also what I used to do in songwriting when I was, you know, songwriting with a partner, uh, we set this ridiculous goal for ourselves. We didn't even realize how ridiculous it was that, it, that we would write a song at every rehearsal. And, you know, we rehearsed once a week. So we would, <laughs> we would um, do it and not care if it sucked right. because the idea was volume. So we weren't, so it was, the all pressure was well, off. Fun. It was like, we just, we have to, we just have to, we have to get one in the I'll can. I'll do that with we you. Rehearse the old stuff. Yeah. So turn on the app and get three pages. A, uh, I was going to say a day, get three pages a week 
Get a paragraph a day. Talk it. Don't type it. Just whatever you're thinking, just start your notes app. All right. And just start getting it out. And then you'll get into the habit. And then some of the some of the terror of... Terra. Terra. You know? Because it's you judging you. It's not other people judging you. It's you judging you about knowing that the possibility okay. to be judged is Okay, thank coming. you for my therapy session. Now can you... Oh, fuck you! You're the one I know. you back and, eight and, minutes. And now I would like to know how you can give me a chin lift or a neck lift as our closing topic. God, if only. That's the one of the problems. And other podcast. necessary plastic surgery needs. At, you stare at the screen. I stare at you this whole time. And then I see this whole wobbling underneath. Oh, I was my giant jaw. Is I going. was reading uh, something that Amy put into our topics for today. And that being the chin lift, neck lift. And she's absolutely right. Dear listener, in these days where we are Zooming our friends, we are looking at ourselves more often than we ever have before. Do you find yourself looking at you instead of the grandma you haven't seen in nine years on the TV screen or on your computer screen? Why are you looking at you and not the person you're calling? Why? And by the way, they know that you're not looking at them. So they could pick their nose through the entire thing and you wouldn't even notice. But it definitely, definitely makes us look at our third chin and our neck. Well, and I hate the idea that for work, we've had to buy over the years, you know, light kits and all this wonderful setup. And I know how to make these things look good. And those are all stored in a place where um, I don't have instant access, but I would simply have to say, hey, can you give me those light kits things? So (laughs) I'd have to actually tell somebody. (laughs) And so I don't I don't want to say I'd like a ring light so I can look a little better on my Zoom call with my kid's teacher because I'm I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to fucking buy a ring light, even though they're not expensive. But That's going to be Mallory's mind. birthday present. The whole a ring, a ring the light? whole stand for the phone and the ring light and the look. I told you, I sent you. That's the world we're I in. Sent you That's the video the she made with Stuart, right? I'm sure, but remind me of which one you made. So I was recording with you last week, and Stuart was so yeah. excited to have time with her. Just the two of them. He loves father daughter bonding. So she said, "Let's do a TikTok," and he's like. Anything you want. I'll learn a dance. I'll do whatever. So he learned a dance with her. And I have super fucking not seen this. Oh, it's on the group text. So it was, and I thought it was super cute. Oh, no. I got it too late at night to watch. No, I was I was in well, bed. Well, then I turned and up it, the volume. Husband husband was sleeping. So right. I, And then I never went back. Because I couldn't tell from the tiny thumbnail that it was a good video. I just thought it was like a funny video. It is. It's not a good video. I like, it's, I. No, you know what I mean. I didn't realize it was our content. I thought it was like a forwarded video that I was like, I'll watch that at some other time. And then it slipped my mind. I will watch it so immediately. So father, daughter, mine and mine, dancing to, I don't suck dick, but I, like, you have to listen to it. It's a song that I stroked out and I said, honey, did you hear what that's about? And he said, no, I was just so excited she wanted to hang with me. I would have done anything she oh wanted. Oh my God, he's the cutest, <laughs> he's the cutest pizza reviewer ever. <laughs> but he's not an ornithologist. I super will trust, I super will trust his reviews. <laughs> he's like, I, I have no idea. I, I didn't even listen to lyrics. She just said, go this way. I went that way. She was talking to me. I was so happy. <laughs> daddy, 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 let's dance. Okay. Dick, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't suck dick, but I, I was like, wait, what the fuck did that just <laughs> And I stroked out and I played. I said, listen to the words. He's like, why? Look, we're having such a good time. Look at the video. So yeah, it was awful. And I can't, dear listener, I can't post it. It's just awful. It's awful. So no, you don't post that. You don't post that shit. Saying it's funny enough. And it was, it was bad. All right. I'm in trouble, but I'm going to fucking watch it. You are now. Dear listener, thank you so much for 
listening um, and being a part of our COVID family, I would like to tell you that if you want to find us anywhere on the socials, it's at Listen Brilliant. But I also want to tell you on Facebook, it's Brillob Squad. Yeah, you heard me. It is. It's so exciting because <laughs> it's Melissa changed it. It's so wonderful. Brillob Squad. Come see us. Come see what you. we're posting about. You. Come see all the stuff. And if you'd like to say... I, too, have not as much writer's block, but I have a stumbling block in front of me, and I can't get, can't get moving. I can't get motivated. I don't know how to best write us, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your encouragement. We want you to eat pizza with us. That's the one. And I know we've already closed the show, but I'm just going to give a shout-out, and I will send it to you for free. Uh, my friend Julie is quite the accomplished author and she did because she's kind of crazy and never stops creating she's like ben folds in that way or you know has to create 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 in between publishing books she did this whole six-part series on audio series on um jump-starting your creativity and it deals with all of these thoughts and feelings like when you're not feeling it how do you do it so uh i will give you that and if you choose to listen to it it is excellent content so and she's New York Times bestselling author. So she knows a little fucking wow, thing. Wow, that's too great. Yeah. I accept. Bingo. And I'll ask her if it's available. Well, no, I know it's available because it's out publicly. I'll put the link on the. Uh, I thing. accept. So if it, go for it. Yay! <laughs> so see you next week with our brand new content and eighteen scripts. <laughs> Joke. Bye. Bye.